This episode of the Blue Hawaii Podcast is brought to you by Royal Thai Garden of a Beach. Royal Thai Garden, the freshest, dopest Thai food this side of the international dateline. 96706. Mention Blue Hawaii Podcast to get 20% off. Blue Hawaii. So, uh, anybody out there happen to see the February issue of Honolulu Magazine? I did. Oh, what, uh, did you notice anything cool? Yeah, I thought uh, they did a really good bit about the best dentists in Honolulu. Yeah, 100, what is it, 120, 360 best dentists? There's 360 amazing dentists in this city. All of them were at my 10-year high school reunion. They're all dentists now, all of my classmates. Well, uh, well, according to their cover story, Kailua, tourists, traffic, trouble for this small town, question mark? I don't really think of Kailua as a small town. I think of it as a suburb, but... What else is in there? Uh... 13 great bakery treats you probably haven't tried. Anything else of consequence? Yeah, there's this buried deep in the back, uh, just with one... On page 39. Just with one enormous glossy photo of us. uh, Seven local podcasts to listen to now. I don't know what a podcast is. I don't either. (laughs) Can I stop talking like this? (laughs) Uh, So listeners, we want to congratulate you uh, because you are... You have apparently made one wise decision in your life. Which is listening to this GD podcast. According to the fine folks at Honolulu Magazine, you have decided to listen to one of the seven podcasts that merited inclusion in their list. Your and very own we were favorite Blue Hawaii podcast. And your very own favorite Honolulu Magazine. So your, go pick up the February issue. Yeah. Also, we were on like right the second page, dude. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty legit. Who are, okay, so let's open this thing up. Where are we? Page 39, you said? Page, Page 39. 39. Oh, I haven't creased it. There we go. Ah, yes. As you hear the pages turning of the mag. We're ah. actually reading it right now. You Epis- know how we always read quotes from our yeah. from our best news articles? Let me just read my, my favorite quote from our spread in Honolulu magazine. Naysayers fire back on social media. They sure do, they everybody. Sure they sure do. do. <laughs> uh, but we love the naysayers, the haters, the losers. Haters are my motivators. The deplorables. We we have very few deplorables who listen to this. No. We only uh, looks like we lost out to Design Talk Hawaii for uh, first, which first got page. listed first page. We're 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 crossing them. But to be fair, this dude apparently, uh, judging by the giant AM six ninety, the answer sign behind him is actually on the radio. So fair fair is fair. One day we'll be on the radio too, and then they'll have to redo this list. Honolulu Magazine is going to rue the day yeah. they ever put us on second. This page. is going to be like every uh, every NFL player who like is our motivation story. Who slips in the draft yeah. and gets all salty about it like this is it like, we're gonna be the tom brady of podcasts in that we're gonna everyone's kiss our children gonna on the hate lips. us <laughs> did you say kiss our children we're on the definitely lips? gonna kiss our children on the lips i you know what yeah if i had a kid who cares i'll yeah. kiss them on the lips. i'm gonna kiss my co-host on the lips right now <laughs> let's do the drop <laughs> yeah. we often hear holly meaning white person in the negative connotation but is a perfectly good word it means foreign introduced to foreign origin or foreign introduction so in hawaiian anyone or anything that is not native to hawaii is haole i'm leilani poli ahu ahui ho haole is a perfectly good word welcome back to the blue hawaii podcast i'm joshua michaels and i'm ryan little how are you doing today ryan i'm doing pretty daggum good josh uh, let's talk about some things that happen yes what happened this week president trump delivered his much vaunted state of the union 
Uh, words. I have the best words. We uh. did not watch because we don't hate ourselves. Or enough. We don't hate ourselves enough. That's true. So I we would highly recommend. Uh, why listen to the State of the Union when you can listen to the State of the Junior? I the, you're just you're, this is the episode that just keeps punning itself. That like this episode has punned itself a hundred times. I feel like pun believable. Your pun believable. Oh, your pun believable. Yeah, we we had a fun uh, sit down roundtable episode this time. Just the two of us. We can podcast if we try. Just we did the not two plan of us. that. We did not plan that. Jew and Rye. Yo, dude, this is this is good. Uh, uh, listeners, yeah, we're this just is, uh, this is we're just we're, we're riffing now. We're in the studio improving. This is our best material ever. <laughs> this week we are you're getting just the two of us. We're gonna bring you our most amazing episode yet. Probably um, not, but it'll be good. We're going to talk about the news, and yep. that's what you want to hear about. So the thoughts, uh, you know, reaction to the State of the Union, uh, more scapegoating and fear-mongering about brown people to get the wall, blah, blah, blah. Also, uh, not-so-subtle shoring up of evangelicals before the Mueller report comes out and their taxes are due, and they realize how much they've been screwed and that their country has been sold out. My tax bill was higher this year, and I was but, not happy about but it. But at least the president is not ripping babies out of mother's wombs. That's true. At the, He's paying for them to get aborted way earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, also, second one-on-one, Trump, yeah. second one-on-one summit with Kim Jong-un coming up. And I Nobody mean, panic. We're just, you know, what I love, did you see yesterday? Well, no, you didn't because you're, you're off Twitter right now. Thank he, God. He said... Stay off Twitter. Quit Twitter. Well, don't quit Twitter, but definitely delete it from your phone. And if you're only going to follow one person, follow us. Yeah. So regarding that uh, that meeting of the two geniuses of the world, uh, Mr. Kim Jong-un and President Donald J. Trump, Mr. Trump tweeted, North Korea, under the leadership of Kim Jong-un, will become a great economic powerhouse, which he oddly capitalized economic powerhouse, which is like, that's the first way you know somebody's dumb when they capitalize things yeah. inappropriately. He may surprise some, but he won't surprise me because I have gotten to know him and fully Ooh. understand how capable he is. Nothing gets by that, man. North Korea will become a different kind of rocket. Little throwback there to his rocket man joke. Hey. Will become a different kind of rocket. Playing the greatest hit. An economic rocket. Did he capitalize economic rocket as well? He capitalized, oh, excuse me. He said an economic one, but he did capitalize economic. An economic one. Like what? A <sighs> dummy. Well, let's get, let's let's stick on the theme of what a dummy uh, because Kauai, the Garden Isle, our lovely neighbor to the west, uh, they got their own. You know how every every few weeks in the New York Times or the Washington Post, they like to do a delusional Trump voter in the middle of America in a diner still supports Donald Trump. Well, Kauai, <laughs> surprise, surprise, shocking, crazy, racist, still crazy and racist. So Kauai is not a place you think of as a bastion of insane Republican politics. Uh, but, but there's enough white people for yeah, them to give it a go. Yeah. Uh, so the Garden Isle ran a piece reporting live from Lehue. Uh, when President Donald Trump wrapped up his State of the Union address Tuesday, Sandy Sturker rose from her seat, raised her arms, pumped her fists, and then applauded. She had a big smile and seemed near tears. Obviously, this woman's a great judge of character. We can tell right off the bat. <laughs> uh, it gave me goosebumps, especially right at the end, she said. I thought it was a wonderful bipartisan speech. Skipping ahead... At one point, the crowd broke into a chant of, build that wall, build that wall. At another, they yelled in unison, USA, 
USA. Later, Trump talks about U.S. troops in the Middle East. Bring them home, shouted a man as he clapped. When the president finished his speech, summoned the group at Mariachi's. Okay, you're, you're watching the State of the Union at a restaurant called Mariachi's. I'd kick them out. You don't realize how dumb and racist you are. Uh, or maybe they do. Maybe they do, and that, maybe they're trolling. Uh, Ada Koene liked what she heard. I thought it was very strong, she said. I think he had it right to try to unite the two parties. I'm getting very sick of them fighting. Montgomery Urey said the speech was every bit as good, perhaps even better, as ones delivered by Ronald Reagan, the country's 40th president, who was known for his oratory skills. Quick pause. Newt Gingrich started this thing after the State of the Union, where he started comparing Trump to Reagan. And the reason you do that is because Reagan is beloved within the party. Uh, and Trump is, shall we say, not. Uh, Reagan was very popular. Trump is not. And so what they're doing now is they're trying to tie Trump to Reagan to signal to all the dummies in the Republican Party, hey, this a... guy's actually really, really good. Oh, yeah. And because people are telling me this, I believe them. And the thing is, they do for those crazy racists in the diner, Yeah, it's going to work. Going on about uh, Mr. Yuri, uh, quote, I love that he stressed that America is a sovereign nation and what makes it a sovereign nation is secure borders. No, he it's said, not. Uh, go on. The piece goes on. Yuri said he served in the European military and protected borders in the 1970s, so he understands how important strong borders are to a country. I'm going to pause you right there. Europe is not a country. That's true. Europe does not have a military. And Europe barely has borders, if we're being honest. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll conclude. Steve Yoder, chair of the Republican Party of Kauai, but that's a fun group, said Trump did a good <laughs> job talking about many issues, including calling for unity, which seemed to earn the support of Democrats in Congress, as they even applauded at times. He's doing his best to unite. He's doing everything a president should to negotiate, Yoder said. Let him shut the government down. We'll check yeah, in with them in a little shut, bit. Uh, shut down. <laughs> shut down. Well, not. I'm sure the folks at Mariachi's did not intend for their restaurant to get taken over by... No that that's that's never intended i don't no. think uh also tulsi gabbard received her first major endorsement in her presidential bid david duke the former grand wizard of the ku klux klan and one-time candidate for louisiana united states senator duke said finally a candidate who will put america first instead of israel first How, what does he not like about israel i, I don't get it i wonder what david duke thinks about our last episode <laughs> uh what else oh Former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz uh, is a dick. Yeah, well, yes. He wants us to refer to billionaires like him as, quote, people of means. What? Because the term a... billionaires is too pejorative. And because the term to... billionaire is too correct. Yeah. These political. Please call us the underprivileged. If political you correctness mind. continues to destroy America. I, well, uh, the thing about Schultz is yeah. like. He's, a, he's an asshole. Well, like you. An out of touch asshole. He had a lot of good PR, right? Because on the surface, he does a lot of things you know that who are, else? That are you know very who, nice. You know who else had a lot of good PR? Who's that? Hitler. <laughs> so, so Schultz does a lot of things on the surface. No, I'm sorry. Go back to the, you know, go back to the New York Times. And remember, you know how we bitch about the New York Times every single week? Like, yeah. like the world is literally falling apart, but some Republicans disagree. <laughs> the, if you go back to the, the early 1930s, the New York Times is writing piece. Some critics of Mr. Hitler are concerned with his incendiary rhetoric towards Jews. That, but others see a different side, and, other, and his supporters insist, "Don't take him literally." I think he'd be good for the economy, says <laughs> you know, John Yuri, whatever John, that guy's name was in Kauai. You mean Johann Yuri? <laughs> is that what that is? No, oh, okay. No, no, that would uh, be the Ger that's his German cousin. No, so the thing about Schultz is like he does some things that make him look good on the surface, right? Like everybody's like, 
free college for Starbucks employees. But what they don't tell you is you got to go to online college, yeah. which is like not to demean anybody who's gone to an online college. I took online classes myself at different points, but like we're going to give you a call. We're going to let you go to college and experience, you know, the highs and lows of being a student. You get to go and go to parties. You can, you know, join well, that's a sorority. That's not what they're selling. I know. They're not I'm telling like, you that. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like when they, when they sell you the idea, we're going to pay for your college. Like, Oh wow. It's like, but it's online school. So yeah. it's like, and speaking of party school, it's like, so the online, I know because uh, there, you can get a bachelor's from Arizona State University. It's yeah. a school doing it. And when I hear, we're paying for you to go to ASU, I'm thinking, hell yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, And they're like, all right, okay. so you just get your computer and you yeah. can log. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, also. Sun Devils. So, well, basically the whole thing is Howard Schultz sucks. He's been shouted down at like a couple of events already yeah he's terrible he's basically already not running for president but you know that's what we said about the last guy who ran for president and won so uh, here we are well closer to home uh the city council may put taxpayers on the hook for keith Kaneshiro's private defense attorney as the embattled city prosecutor faces uh federal corruption charges we wouldn't do that our local government representatives understand that that's an incredibly unpopular thing they would they would literally never only one city councilman voted against it who was it? Ikaika Anderson from the east side. So thank you, Councilman Anderson, for not putting us on the hook for being that bill. The one uh, vote that wasn't completely insane. Um, what else? Oh, the Star Advertiser reporting that the Oxford English Dictionary has officially added Hamajang. That's the first time I heard that word used was yesterday. And really? I immediately understood what it meant. Oh, this bugger is all hamajang. He's so holly. He doesn't even know he's holly. All right. What's our next story? Proud Boys founder Gavin McInnes is suing the Southern Poverty Law Center. Ha. Yeah, he's going to win that one. The founder of the far-right all-male group has filed a defamation suit against the SPLC, which has labeled the Proud Boys a hate group and published examples of racist, misogynistic, and transphobic quotes. How dare you repeat exactly what I've said? And all my followers. This is libel. Liable to earn you an award on our podcast. Hey. Giving our first ever podcast award to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Southern Poverty Law Center, keeping it real with Proud Boys since 2019. Founder uh, Morris Dees, as in Modi's Nuts. I like it. Yeah. As in Modi's Nazis trying to sue us. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so any up- updates we've updates to the situation the 21 savage situation which you guys are all anxiously waiting for with beta bro uh, hannah georgie wrote a georgis i think i don't know but anyway uh this very excellent journalist with a slightly french name wrote a great piece in the atlantic uh 21 savage and the false promise of black citizenship the callous response to the rapper's detainment by ice shows how easily the rhetoric of law enforcement agencies can influence public opinion the rapper's representatives have now publicly stated that he was brought to the United States at the age of seven. Alleging that he is under 23-hour lockdown, they referred to the arrest as a civil law violation. Much of their ire rests not just with the circumstances of his arrest, but also with ISIS's framing of Abraham Joseph's inherent criminality. The agency did not note that he was brought to the U.S. as a minor, a circumstance many dreamers share, or that he filed a visa application in 2017. Screw ICE, dude. Yeah. Absent from many of the responses to the rapper's detainment was a nuanced understanding of how dangerous the process of immigration can be, how mandatory assimilation can feel upon arrival in America, and how easily black humanity is revoked. Immigration authorities have said that 21 Savage's detention was the result of an early morning traffic stop, but his arrest also happened a week after the rapper addressed the border crisis 
during his performance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Been through some things, but I couldn't imagine my kids stuck in the border. Flint still need water. People was innocent, couldn't get lawyers. How much money you got? How many problems you got? If not in intention, then certainly in symbolic effect, the rapper's highly publicized attention also underscored a troubling dynamic spurred by many commercial sporting events, a palpable uptick in surveillance, jailings, and social ostracizing of vulnerable populations in the host area, a reminder of whom local authorities deem worth protecting. The rapper's case is shocking, but its foundation is familiar, the country's steadfast tradition of scrutinizing black people and immigrants alike. But the case has at least one very positive development, which is that Jay-Z hired him legal counsel. Yeah. Jay-Z also went to bat hard for Meek Mill, so I guess paying it forward. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, 21 was brought here as a kid, th- thrown into and grew up in Atlanta's Zone 6, like the roughest neighborhood in it's the rough. city. Fought his way out, now a successful musician and entrepreneur. Tell me a better path to citizenship. Like when you talk about like, well, they need to earn blah, 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 blah. Like 21 Savage, I mean, basically he's a dreamer, right? Like this is a doc. He's a literal dreamer, yeah. Yeah. Like brought here, uh, you know, expired visa through no fault of his own as a kid. Uh, Does that sound like, that sounds like somebody we literally had on the show last July 4th. Yeah. Uh, You should go listen to that episode. It's a good one. Um, Also, one other thing. Didn't we... Didn't we let Justin Bieber off the hook for this exact same thing? Like, didn't he lie about his immigration status coming over from Canada? Like, he's done more damage to America than 21 Savage ever could. Well, okay. I'm not going to... I can't talk about the merits of Justin Bieber's immigration case, but... Can we talk about the merits of him as a human? Dude, okay, look. I was on Twitter the other day, and there was a story that came out in, like, Vogue or something about him and his new wife, Haley Baldwin. Yeah. And I read it. And they seemed incredibly normal outside of like they were talking about being newlyweds and like trying to do marriage right. And like I was like, did I did I just agree in largely in substance with Justin Bieber? The Biebs. And like he seemed like a pretty normal dude. And I mean, he's, I know he's not normal, right? Like right. he's got one hundred and fifty million dollars, which is right there. He's he's already worth one and a half Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. That that's our go to metric for. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, daily cost, please address your Justin Bieber roses too. <laughs> at Blue Hawaii Pod on Twitter. We will give you the address. Yep. Uh, but yeah, like he, I don't know. He seemed like a pretty, I was like, you seem like you're trying to do the right thing, man. I'm sure he's, you know, grown up and matured. He's trying to. Yeah. 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 God's working on all of us. That's true. But anyway, so well, folks, we'll keep you posted on this. This is a tough situation. Uh, I know you wouldn't guess it by tuning into this podcast but uh i consider myself something of a trap aficionado and i have a lot of love for 21 savage 21 21 21, 21, 21. uh and he deserves better than this shit. that's true so well said hang in there man speaking of atlanta news uh defending mls champions atlanta united have signed guinea international defender uh the country not the slur for folks of italian ancestry sure. <laughs> uh florence and pogba the club announced on last Tuesday. Pogba, aged 28, is the older brother of Manchester United and France's World Cup winning star, Paul Pogba. Well, Paul Pogba is amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, in basketball, uh, let's take the Dallas Mavericks, for example. They got Steph Curry's younger brother, Seth Curry, and they got uh, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo's, I don't. I can't remember the little brother's first name, but little, you know, little Greek freak Antetokounmpo. Lannis. 
Giannis and Lannis. God, I wish that was... I really hope that's the case. I know it's not. Or Giannis and Adonis. That'd be good. That would be a good one. Um, the siblings, you know... It's like getting Mark Gasol. Right. Well, actually, actually, in Mark Gasol's to, okay. Mark Gasol in his prime, you know, doesn't match Powell in his prime. But there was a there was a time he was okay. He was formidable. Yeah, right. And there was a time, definitely, like once Mark came into his own and Powell started to decline, like Mark was the better Gasol in the league. Yeah. But I have a feeling, you know, let's just say if Atlanta United has like a Pogba, Pogba, all of a sudden MLS is going to be a very interesting proposition, dude. If nothing else, at least like big personality, fun hair, like. Well, their their big, star, yeah. uh, Miguel Almiron, yeah. just got signed by uh, Newcastle, right? Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. Like he's getting paid. Oh, speaking so speaking of Newcastle in the Northeast rec- and soccer recommendation, uh, all you Netflix folks, you've probably seen, you know, the Hard Knocks uh, versions for like Manchester City and Juventus. Yeah, I'm sure they all are watching but, that. No, no. What's even better? Uh, they just came out with Sunderland Till I Die, uh, which is about Sunderland Football Club, the ri- historic rivals of Newcastle Football Club. Uh, and unlike most, you know, hard knock shows where they try to introduce Americans to uh, European soccer superstars, Sunderland are awful. So you follow <laughs> their like desperate, horrid season through. So we lost uh, eight nil again. <laughs> Slightly more northern, it's a little more depressing. They're oh. losing eight nil every f-ing week. <laughs> it's absolute crap. Yeah, this week I think that we made a lot of good progress. We uh, we only lost four nil. That was a. G- you sound like Taika Waititi uh, in Thor Ragnarok playing the big rock dude. All right, guys. That's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, We're going to have a revolution. <laughs> let's do some shout outs. Shout outs. Uh, shout out right now to the New Orleans Pelicans. Nope. They suck at basketball. Yeah. They but, they got to, but they got to arguably, Davis. They have arguably the best player in the NBA. I mean, other than LeBron James, Anthony Davis is like amazing. Yeah. And... Best all-around player in the NBA. This guy. Like, so, if you don't watch the NBA, there's a dynamic. Number one, the NBA is the most petty league in sports. Um, Definitely the uh, in terms of players who are willing to pop off on social media. Oh, it's just, pe- like, the teams are petty to each other. Yeah. The GMs are petty to it. Like, it's just, it's an incredibly fun league to watch because everybody's so petty and hates each other. So, they have this guy, Anthony Davis, and they want to trade him because he hates playing in New Orleans because they don't have a team that is around him. So, he's like this amazing player who's just languishing on this miserable team. That's how I feel on the Blue Hawaii podcast sometimes. Oh, do you think our guests are that bad? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, they have this guy, they're dangling him as trade bait, right? Yeah. And so, the Los Angeles Lakers, who are not doing well, but are like this big market team it's still los angeles lakers yeah. they're the freaking lakers and they got lebron james the lakers offer basically whoever they want and the yeah. whole idea is like it's kind of like the yankees they pay your players a ton of money and they'll give you whoever you want but they're going to get all the best players and the pelicans basically made the lakers offer them their entire starting lineup yeah. other than lebron james and then at the 11th hour like nah all actually the, we yeah. don't like it and then okay. they were trolling on the entire time yeah. and the lakers demoralized by them by knowing that their entire team was up for sale lost by 40 that night but they came back the next game and won on a buzzer beater in boston in the boston garden it's true except boston also sucks boston's uh like the second or third best team in the east i don't think they are hold on let's go to the standings folks they're fifth oh they're fifth yeah what the fuck am i talking about the bucks are number one. Oh, oh the yeah. pacers oh well the, that like Ever since Victor Oladipo blew out his leg, like the Pacers are not going to finish third, I don't yeah. think. I, 
Okay. But okay, well, I stand corrected. The Celtics are underperforming, but they're not bad. They're not bad, but they also did not do anything to help out their position no. uh, in, in the trade war that was going on. So basically, NBA offseason is going to be wild. Anthony Davis has a year and a half left on his contract. Kyrie Irving might leave. Kevin Durant might leave. Yeah, Golden everybody's State. leaving. It's yeah. going to be a fun offseason. But you see that, that onion- shout out to the art, the freaking Pelicans yeah. for keeping their man, keeping their man and trolling the Lakers. the Lakers. You see, I think it was the Onion had a had a piece like NBA Commissioner Adam Silver announces. All right, f- it, just tell us where you want to play. Like league wide, <laughs> new league wide policy. <laughs> you see the Onion article that said. Uh, it said, oh, God, what it, hold on. Well, while you're looking for the Onion article, uh, it wasn't an Onion article. It was a very real article. Uh, Freedom House, which is an institution in London uh, established after established during World War II to help promote, you know, freedom and democracy and the fight against the Axis powers, championing, you know, uh, values like freedom of speech, uh, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, uh, fair elections, non-government interference in daily life, these sort of things. And America has always done really well on that list. Uh, we've fallen quite considerably. Uh, Michelle Goldberg wrote a piece about it in the New York Times. And it's called, we highly recommend you check it out, especially if you want to be depressed before you go to bed and cry yourself to sleep. It can be cathartic. I recommend it sometimes. Um, the title, Latvia Above Us, Croatia below. Under Trump, America is no longer in the top tier of democratic countries. Though still ranked as free, America now falls below not just Canada and the Nordic countries, but also Greece, Latvia, and Mauritius. The report said, The current overall U.S. score puts American democracy closer to struggling counterparts like Croatia than traditional peers such as Germany or the United Kingdom. The Freedom House report gives us at least two reasons for continuing alarm. The first is that it usually takes more than two years for a democracy to collapse. Quote, elsewhere in the world, in places like Hungary, Venezuela, or Turkey, Freedom House has watched as democratic institutions gradually succumb to sustained pressure from an anti-democratic leadership, often after a halting start, the report said. An increase in corruption and decrease in transparency, both hallmarks of this administration, are often early warning indicators of problems in democracy that undermine public faith in the legitimacy of the system. Second... If Americans increasingly ignore Trump's words, foreign leaders don't. Authoritarianism is on the rise all over the globe, according to the report. This is the 13th consecutive year that global freedom overall has declined. Trump's presidency is a consequence of that trend, but it's also become an accelerant of it. All over the globe, autocrats have learned that they will pay no serious diplomatic price for repressing or even killing reporters. In 2017, Cambodian strongman Hun Sen said of journalists, Donald Trump understands that they are an anarchic group. Later that year, his government forced one of the country's most prominent independent newspapers to close. The Trump administration remained loyal to Saudi Arabia's crown prince despite the CIA's assessment that he ordered the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, a Washington Post columnist. Laws have been proposed or passed in at least 17 countries to censor the internet in the name of fighting, quote, fake news. They didn't come up with that on their own. So ha ha ha! The world's going to hell. What's your uh, what's your funny parody from the Onion? Bully with good grades, indestructible. <laughs> uh, well, folks, bully with good grades, indestructible. That's like, you know how they say, "Well, you think Trump's bad? Just wait until somebody uses his formula, but is actually competent." Oh yeah. 
That's right. That's that. Um, do we have any more shout outs this week? Shout, shout out. out to Honolulu Magazine yeah, for putting us in Yeah, shout out one more it. time. Uh, folks. Shout out to you all yeah. for listening. Oh, one thing. It'd be great if you guys would follow us on Twitter. Yeah. At Blue Hawaii Pod. Follow us on Instagram. Blue Hawaii Podcast. Um, find us on Facebook. The Blue Hawaii Podcast. Just like follow us. Like some stuff that we share. Yeah. Maybe share some stuff that we post. Retweet. You know, all that stuff. It's really helpful. You're really helpful. You're also a very helpful person. It, that's why you kissed me at the beginning of this episode, isn't it? Folks, we'll try to do better next week. Actually, no. Incorrect. We will not try to do better next week. I will try to Ryan do better. Ryan will try to do better next week. I I uh, will be off island. But you're in very good hands with Ryan, as always. And I believe Just one hand. The other hand, I've got to hold the mic in. We really do need to get like... A fancy mic stand? Yeah, or like the the cordless like kind like Britney Spears did at a concert mm. or like that snooty, we would look like such tools really snooty professors using lecture halls oh gosh yeah no that's the way to go but anyway uh you, Ryan will be taking care of you uh you may be getting a legislative update from our dear friends Nate and Will uh, you may be getting some other surprises and I you will may be, just be getting me ranting you may just be getting Ryan screaming into the microphone for about 45 minutes that's fine too but we'll be back right after that Everybody, we're very thankful that you're listening. Thank you for letting us do what we do. Thank you for being our friends. Thank you for being our listeners and lovers. Thank you for being our parents. Because I know that mine are listening. One of them. Yeah. My other one thinks that cell phones are a government conspiracy to watch you. See y'all next week.